Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by an old college friend to talk about, well, basically times we embarrassed ourselves on the air in college. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Did you like the insistence with which I proclaimed my stupid nickname this time? <laughs> yeah, right. America's radio Jesse, sweetheart. No need to be a dick about it. People don't understand what's going on with me and what my deal is. So you're going to be a dick about it? No, I'm going to be insistent. I will be heard. Okay, fine. Um, special guest on this week's Jordan Jesse Go program. That's great. Uh, you might know him from the PC Magazine After Hours podcast, no? No. <laughs> you, they wouldn't know you from that, or that you're you, no longer involved? No, I'm involved. You probably know me. Jesse probably recommended me one time on Twitter. Oh. That's only the only way you probably <laughs> well, know you him. You might remember him from various Follow Fridays. <laughs> yeah. he's a, Well, he's a great Twitterer. He's one of, the, one of the best in the business, if you ask me. Sure, absolutely. I'll tell you this. I'm we fantastic. went to college with him. I had no idea, based on that, that he would be so good at being on Twitter. Uh, now, Brian was my... Brian Heater. Uh, Brian Heater. Hey. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, w- I wasn't on the Sound of America enough times to have garnered a nickname. Well, I hope by the end of the process, maybe... That's, no, well, that's, that's one of the perks of appearing on okay. Jordan Jesse Go. At some point, we'd like you to create a nickname for yourself. It happens organically, I hope. No, it's forced. <laughs> yeah. Very you forced. You gotta force it. Ham-fisted. Yeah. Really shoehorned in. I mean, Brian, do you seriously think that we organically got the nicknames. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm Brian Big Dick Heater. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of really it. shoehorn it in. Oh, it's great to, to be uh, here. Pussy. Hi, everybody. It is great to be here. It's been a, it's been a little. It feels uh, like it's been a while. But I think it has been a while. I think it's been two or three weeks, hasn't it? It's been some time. Well, yes, that doesn't we sound ha- like a while for most things. We did. Uh, well, we, uh, just so you know, Brian, sure. just to bring you up to speed, yep. Jordan and I did a little thing called an eight hour marathon program Mm -hmm. now i understand what all of those words mean individually but what do they mean (laughs) cumulatively it's basically it means us uh babbling nonsensically in the back of a comic book store cumulatively so basically you were podcasting my life (laughs) (laughs) yes um, that was fun, though. It was a. It, it was, was very a, fun. It was a great success. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we the videos are up on the interwebs. So last week's program was a few uh, segments from it. Uh, I, I had a great time. Absolutely, I did too. I, you know why? We had great people. We did. Great we had people. we had good backup. Yeah, we uh, we brought in some ringers and they took care of business. Who's, sure. the, who's the best person? Oh, who's no one's going to hear this. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. I mean, there's there were people that we knew were going to be great. Yeah. We know if we bring in the Sklar brothers, if sure. we bring in Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap, we know Big we names. don't have to worry about it. Paul yeah. Shear and Rob Hubel, we know they're going to take care of Human business. Human giant, what? If we, we know that if we bring in our pals Clifford and Kid, they're going to put on a show, and they sure did with regard to root beer. Mm-hmm. But there were other people that we didn't know at all personally. 
Um, and I would say the number one champion was uh, Stephen Tobolowski. Oh my God! Okay, so this 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 guy, and not to spend too much time uh, uh, recapping our our glory days. Uh, big our our best days are behind us. Let's face it. Yeah, uh, those were them. I have to think. You know, I have to think about him to get a boner. Sure, it's the only way. Uh, uh, Stephen Tobolowski. Tobolowski. Uh, Tobolowski. He's Tobolowski. the uh, he's he's the <laughs> character actor uh, maybe most famous for being uh ned the head ryerson sure Sure. uh, from groundhog day he's also now very famous for being a regular actor on the hit television program glee sure uh and also still famous for groundhog's day yeah yeah. very famous uh anyways i listened to his podcast as you can imagine i love watching glee so (laughs) you're a real gleek as they say surely surely you've watched gleek at some uh, glee at some (laughs) point Surely you've gleeked at some point. It, I have okay, some oh, relatives just, who are gleeked. Just you know. so you, uh, uh, um, where you guys grew up, did uh, did gleeking mean kind of a a little? Uh, it was saliva kind of, leaving the mouth. Yeah, you know? it's kind of a little uh, a little wisp of spit sure. that you would do on someone. It's kind of it's like an under tongue. It's an un- under tongue spittle. Yeah, and then you like it's like something Is it like a that I would have or whatever that's called. No, it's something like you would do to someone on the bus, and then they would look at you. And then, like, pretend that you were crazy. And they're like, yeah. oh, no, you just spit on me. It's like a more physiological version of a wet willy. It's not a real thing. It's Gleaking. an absolutely thing. We, we grew up six hours apart, and we both know what it is. That's sure. what I don't understand, because immediately as Jordan says that, I'm thinking this is a Mission Viejo thing. No. But you're from the East Bay, right? We did hella right? gleeking in my day. Oh, my no. goodness. This isn't a Mission Viejo thing. This isn't bagels and brew on Alicia. <laughs> Famous bagels. Thank you. Uh, this isn't poor Alicia your Village. Sure. Uh, leisure world. world. Leisure World. Sorry, my grandparents uh, oft- used to live there. Often, uh, um, often uh, saucily referred to by the young people around as Seizure World. You know what? And my middle school, New Heart, was called New Fart. <laughs> <laughs> From the minds that yes. brought you New Fart. Also, the name Bring of a uh, later day world. Bob Newhart show. Yeah. <laughs> when they ran out of parts of his name to name the shows after. <laughs> Um, you know what my uh, my the dominant memory in my mind of Mission Viejo is? Hmm. When I was a kid, uh, I would visit my grandparents in Mission Viejo. They lived in Leisure. It's World. like an assisted living community. Yeah, no, it's it's like a it's a like a retirement community. Okay. It's it's not mostly assisted living. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and uh, so we used to we used to visit them there, Freedom Village. There, you're talking about assisted living. Mm. Um, it's but, more like ironic town. That's in El Toro, though. Sure, neighboring El Toro. Um, so we used to visit them. Uh, we used to visit them at, at, at this place. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like uh, uh, the credit sequence of a show that's about the dark underbelly of the suburbs. Okay, like all the houses are the same. Me and my grandfather used to go for walks to see the bunny rabbits mm. uh, that they used to have. That hopping did around not there. exist. <laughs> they did. Okay, um, I've got photographic evidence, and uh, he's like, "Let's go see the bunny rabbits," and then he just points to some garbage cans. <laughs> uh, hey, there they are, hoppy, I, I was spotty. A, I was a city kid. What yeah. did I know? Sure, um, Mo- molestation should be delightful. I think you <laughs> yeah. should get something out of it in the end. Wait, are you suggesting that one form of molestation is making a kid look at a garbage can <laughs> and saying it's a rabbit? Yes, classic <laughs> molestation. That's mainly what priests are doing when they talk about. Uh, <laughs> Clergy molestation. Um, and uh, it's lying about what a rabbit is. One year, when I would think I maybe I was six years old, I'd say uh, we went to visit my grandparents, and I said, "Hey, can we take a look at? Can we go for a walk and see the bunnies?" And uh, my grandfather said, uh, "No." And I said, "How come?" And he said, "Oh, they were eating the grass, so they killed them." 
Wow, blunt. Not the bunnies are on vacation. They or... poisoned them all. Wow. They poisoned the bunnies. Jeez, at he didn't World. even he didn't even try and rose tint that, did he? Hey, this is a man who grew up in the in the Great Depression. Sure, uh, so, this is a man who flee who f- fleed the Dust Bowl, who fleed the Gleeks. There was somebody <laughs> who's who's there was maybe a there was maybe a private contractor whose job it was that day to pick up all the rabbit carcasses in Leisure World. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And hurl guess, them over into Freedom Village. I don't think it's un, I don't think it's unfair for me to suggest that it may have been a Mexican American gentleman, given the uh, ethnic sure. dynamics of uh, the Mission Viejo California community. Uh, well, they, a, they their people use all of the dead rabbit. <laughs> Is that what they say about the Mexican Americans yeah. specifically? Sure, that's what they use to play uh, to play their weekend soccer games. Oh, I see. They love weekend soccer. Um, anyway, we've got a great Jordan Jesse go ahead of ahead of us. Uh, I don't know. I hope. Yeah. Uh, hey, fingers crossed. It could go either way at this point. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty spent. Uh, Brian Heater with us. Jordan Morris. I'm Jesse Thorne. We'll be back in just a second. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian Big Dick Heater. Just going to stick with that, huh? <laughs> BD. Yeah. I, I can't change the size. BBDH. BBDH. Who's um, in the house? Yeah. From Most the, of me, at least. From. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Sure. My dick's a Yeah, the dick's out the window. From uh, PC Magazine pos- Podcast's more sensual cousin, mm-hmm. PC Magazine. After hours, a lot of massages. Our on friend, which uh, we've been a guest on that no, podcast. No, we had a blast. It was yeah. a lot Some of fun. Some people have been a guest twice on my show. Have I been? You don't guest? remember the second time, do you? No, I did, did. Wasn't I on for E three one year too? Yo, both of. Oh, that's right. We're both, both a couple uh, two timers. I, I did it one time by phone. You and Lonely Sandwich were on my show. Oh yeah, no. I remember that. We were. I, I, my memories were dominated by visiting. The inner sanctum of PC Magazine. It's pretty great, right? You know how they say in PC Magazine or one of these magazines... No one can they, hear you scream? <laughs> they have a, a, a testing lab. Yeah. Brian showed me they really have like a giant room in a Manhattan commercial building that's all like power strips and like weird like tandy laptops plugged into different shit where they're doing like benchmarking tests and shit. It's sort of like how you imagine where they like develop the recipe for Oreos or something. Sure. We we made Hydrox. Yeah, <laughs> there you that's, go. That's, that's where all the Ziff money came from. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Playboy Mansion. Is what you're saying? Yeah, we're talking about publishing empires. Sure. Well, sure. certainly the uh, certainly the PC Magazine After Hours is like the is like the Playboy Mas- Mansion. Yeah. It's God a, damn it! I wish I could say words. It would really help me in my chosen career as a broadcaster. Yeah. I should say we we now have a, a friend of uh, a, a friend of Maximum Fun on our show. Uh, Alex Zalman yeah. of uh, Elephant Larry, uh, the the brilliant and his infant child is usually on the show by phone. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Uh, Alex Zalman is is one of the funniest, uh, nicest guys in the business. Yeah, and by the business, I mean I guess blogging about comic books, sure. and sometimes writing them, appearing on Just podcasts, funny doing business. sketch comedy. Um, uh, I was I was very happy to hear that when you told us that he is a delight. There's a rare I, I got I got to say, and and I know you deal with a lot of comedians. It's rare that niceness and funniness really overlap 
Yeah, that well, well, I would say niceness, funniness, and functionality in sure. the world. Those three <laughs> so rarely, yeah. rarely intersect. And the elephant larrys you can, are certainly you, you a You can have example. two, usually, when it comes to a comedian. You can have two of those. Yeah, it's like how they say when you go on a date, they can be intelligent, emotionally stable, or intelligent, pick, or, or beautiful, pick two. Yeah. It's sort of like that with comedians, only it's sure. those. Yeah. He's, a, he's a D in that multiple choice. Yeah, absolutely. God bless Alex Zalbin. Um, Jordan, has anything exciting happened to you over the over the past couple of uh, weeks? You know it has. Because it's, uh, it's been a long time since we've it's been a long time since we've talked. It's yeah. great to see you. No, any no, any yeah. meat related stories you'd care <laughs> to share. Uh, yes, it has been a while and Jordan, uh, I want to I think I, can... I said the words Oh wait. Uh, I would say uh-huh. hold right hold it right there. Okay. Because I'm gonna tell the story. <laughs> Um and yeah and I think yes it has been a while since yes. we talked and I think you I can, can intro the story after he's done and Sorry. I think I can catch you up uh in a few minutes and okay. here's the main thing that's happened okay uh, I was gonna talk about uh the Hudson River okay is do you have any stories about that no so let's say I said Hudson River would you have anything to to I mean yeah to, to any thought would anything did you, come to mind does immediately come to mind if I say Hudson River uh ab- no I mean I could talk about Hudson Hawk. The Bruce Willis movie. No, Hudson River. No. Well, just tell whatever story you okay, were going to tell. Okay, sure. Yeah. And then Hudson Hawk. Sure. <laughs> then I will recap the plot of Hudson Hawk. <laughs> we'll go into Bird on the Wire. It'll be, it'll be a great night. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We'll start at Hudson Hawk and just see where things go. Um, I want to talk about movies that star Cindy Crawford. Yeah. So, Fair Game. Yeah. And uh, Fair Game fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> The movie. <laughs> sure, the movie. PC Magazine After Dark. Yeah. Sure. Um, Almost the name of my show. Um, so anyway, so I was walking uh, I was walking downtown with a, a friend slash co-worker, and we were kind of uh, on our break from work uh, and just kind of walking to you just lunch. You just put down your computer, put down your microphones, put sure. down your makeup, yeah. take out your dicks, hit the street. Absolutely. <laughs> Sauntering down the street, dicks sure. in hand. Street dicking with Jordan Morris. Street dicking. Um, <laughs> That's your hobby. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just a little street dicking. Um, and macrame. Sure. Um, and uh, walking down the opposite side of the street is um, a, a well-dressed middle-aged kind of silver foxish kind of guy and i say well-dressed to let you know that he didn't look homeless because that will be important later okay good this man this is a well-dressed guy he's uh, a silver sounds like a sil- real silver fox sure absolutely uh m- maybe on the fox. maybe not didn't wasn't entirely dissimilar from like john slattery of Mad Men. oh excellent i think so those moral- kind of like angular face gray hair it sounds like the moral of the story is don't let this fellow in the hen house. Sure, absolutely. Um, he's gonna fuck the may hens. have been like may have been gay as was foxes like, do. Sure, <laughs> you know how when foxes get into hens. You know that's why that's how it's saying, mainly because way. they want the chickens to lay mammal eggs. Yeah, <laughs> is out of a desire for mammal eggs. Big into miscegenation sure. between the classes of animals. It's sure. all part of a big platypus conspiracy. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Uh, it, it could have been gay. Was you know kind of uh, the nicely dressed was was pretty nice, and he was, looked a little swishy. Okay, uh, but sure. squishy. He was a slightly uh, swishy. Swishy. He's a little fey. A little bit fey. Um, but so he's walking, and he has a bag of some sort but, with him. So that means he's not technically like John Slatterly, because John Slatterly seems like he would kind of manhandle yeah. you. 
Uh, okay. Never seen him carry a bag either. Oh, right? You're, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, what I was being like a dick. Not back that there I've watched every like, episode yeah. of Mad Men, but like if you kissed John Slatterly, it would be kind of bristly and pushy. Sure. You know then, what I mean? Then he'd just shove you down. Yeah. His Absolutely. whiskers would get in the way. Yeah, I bet he would. Um. So anyway, so this guy's walking and he reaches into the bag and he takes out a uh pack of hot dogs. <laughs> like a plastic wrapped just well, what kind of bag is this? Uh this is, is a, like a tote? This is a uh a like a tote? canvas shopping bag. Sure. Canvas shopping bag. Reaches in, uh stops briefly, rips it open, takes out a raw hot dog and takes a bite. <laughs> I'll, I'll say in his defense they're not raw. They're typically cooked. Uh, they're cooked. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. you're right. No, it's not raw meat. But sure. it's just it didn't an, come straight off of the hot dog animal. Jordan, no. <laughs> you have to understand, Jordan is nauseated by the thought of eating food that doesn't have those little hash marks you get from putting it on the grill. Right. Sure. If it's not spinning around, it won't go in you. Yeah. Um, so he takes this bite and then keeps walking. And I wait the bare minimum distance he can get away without hearing or the bare minimum like politeness distance right and turn to my friend and go what the fuck did you just see that did you just see that guy take a bite out of that hot dog right out of the package and i'm i'm flipping out was he was he was he trying to sneak it no, no, he no. Was, was he ashamed like, of the fact no, that he was eating a, a No, if it was an apple, he would have, like, polished it on his shirt first <laughs> and then just take – no, he, this was like – this was like, I'm strolling. In it's this a case, sunny because day. because it was a hot dog, he polished it on his pants. Sure, right. Uh, yes, to give his pants that meat glisten. He was wearing his hot dog spats that yeah. day. Yeah, uh, and I'm, like, I'm freaking out. I'm basically on the ground. Like, I'm, I'm – and uh, and my friend looks at me and he says – uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, kids do that all the time. <laughs> so now I don't know what to think. As a, do you guys know kids to eat uh, eat hot dogs that right out of the entirely package unusual. that have not been warmed up or boiled or anything? But in their defense, they're kids, huh? Yeah, they, but they don't. Maybe they're not allowed to use the stove. Okay, but is there precedent for this? Have you guys ever known a kid to eat just a hot dog out of a package? Uh, yeah, sure. A kid, a kid can eat a hot dog right out of the package. I'd say. Well, you're saying it's. We're both saying it's feasible. But have you but seen do, yeah, it? Have, have you, you any... seen it? I don't think. Here's the thing, Jordan. Yeah, I'm right there with you in disputing your so-called friends version of these events and their relative non-ridiculousness. I I would argue that more than disputing the point of do children just eat a hot dog out of the package, which because they're not allowed to get involved with fire, they may very well do. And I don't think it's that weird. It would be unusual, but I can see definitely yeah. see it happening. I think I have seen it happening. Okay, but I don't think that destroys More, my argument entirely that right, what Jordan, the fuck. Right, so what I'm getting to here, Jordan, okay. is I think that you're strong, the stronger plank of your platform sure. and the one that you should focus on when you get your friend in the witness booth yeah. is that he said that because kids do it all the time, <laughs> it's not weird for this silver fox gay gentleman to 
whip it out of his tote bag yeah. and do it, on, Eat the it s- on the street on the streets of the west side of Los Angeles. Uh, I, this I, was downtown, but downtown Los yes. Angeles. I, I guess there's. I, I, I guess I can see one of two scenarios here. You said it was a tote bag. It sounds like the sort of tote bag that you take to the grocery store because you know you don't want to waste a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah. So either he is returning from the grocery store and just got really hungry <laughs> and had nothing else that he could sure, eat there without wasn't preheating. A plum in there or something. Or he had brought a snack along. Yeah. But they're both of those are crazy, right? I got this is nuts. For different this reasons, was a nuts certainly. thing to happen, wasn't it? Okay. It was a beautiful moment. I don't think sure. I think that instead of challenging it, you should treasure it. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about it this way. It's sort of like, let's say John Slatterly from Mad Men was there and he sort of like pushed you down. He's being sure. kind of gives me a you. real, real beardy kiss. It, that's the kind of thing that you should hold in your heart. I mean, obviously, it's ridiculous. You wouldn't see John Slatterly going around. I mean, with you, Jordan. I mean, no, maybe with yeah, me. I'm sure. He would probably do it with me if he had the chance. But with you, Jordan, I don't know. You know, yeah. it seems ridiculous. But. Just because it, if it, but if it did happen, rather than challenging how ridiculous it is, you should treasure it. Hold it in your heart. Yeah. Open up your heart. Put the key in. Turn it. Open it up. Put it in there. Close it back up. Hold it there. Incubate it. I just wish I had talked to him. Incubate. I guess I, just, I should have just grabbed him by his wrist and went. Jordan, if, if it was really meant to be, you'll see him again. Yeah. This time he'll be eating hamburger meat. Just remember. <laughs> <laughs> What if he just had a handful of hamburger meat? He was like walking past a car. He cracks an egg on the hood of the car, cracks it into the hamburger meat. I almost see him pulling a a meat grinder out of his bag to actually prepare the hamburger meat. (laughs) He's making sausages along the way. He's got some. He's got some. uh, He's got some seasonings. He's got some casings. Certainly. Uh, So, so you're saying just just treat this like a first kiss or something it was a magical moment that happened in your life like it's a prom something that you should treasure something you should hold on to and uh you know every now and then when you're having a hard time getting it up bring it out sure <laughs> think of that limp hot dog <laughs> <laughs> being snapped off in the mouth of a gay man in public uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'll just be Brian Heater for this segment. Really? You don't know? Uh, yeah. No, no. Oh, come on, you got that sure. big dick. Start swinging it Don't around, like to my show friend. It off. I've heard Start. the rumors, Brian. <laughs> like, remember that one ru- uh, that one rumor we heard uh, at the right at the top of the show? Then another one at the top <laughs> of segment two. I do. Can, can, can I? Can I just? Can I just say right now and uh, sort of uh, uh, t- take it out of the show? Take it out of the show. I'm not talking about my dick anymore. Um, that I, I, I'm glad that, uh, I, I finally have a chance to, to not be the guy who did a really bad, real big fish interview in, in the sound <laughs> oh, of young America. God, right. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're replacing yeah. your place in maximum fun. I feel like that pops up every once in a while in my Google searches. I think that show was a, a relatively recent, uh, college years. I think that was yeah. just a month or two ago that that came, that show came up on the, but on yet the it was a timeless year. train wreck. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess, uh, for, for the non-college years listeners. 
listener, uh, uh, back in uh, back in college, we all worked at KZSC, the college radio station, and sometimes uh, when Jesse would have to be on sabbatical, uh, Brian and I would co-host The Sound of Young America together, uh, and we had a two-guest situation. Uh, David Cross, uh, booked by uh, Jesse. This was a David Cross kind of just starting his yep. stand-up career. And then Real Big Fish... Uh, booked by Brian and I. I guess I would say, which one was more unpleasant for you, Jordan? <sighs> I don't just don't like to think about them at all. I don't like to think about either of them. I remember. Uh, uh, I, I remember. Uh, I, I remember when David Cross called me back. Um, I was in Washington D.C. It was the, <clears throat> the very last show of our semester. It was the last show of spring, and uh, I had already left to go to my internship in Washington, D.C. It was the very last show, and Jordan yeah. was like, I'll cover this last show. Um, and Brian was actually licensed to be on the radio, so <laughs> he, he, he was yeah. hosting with Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and I think it also maybe contributes to this that uh, I don't know where it was at for you, Brian, but this was definitely at the height of, like, Mr. Show college geek mania. Sure. Like, when Mr. Show was, like, something you got on a VHS tape in fact, we literally had Gene had uh, big time. Gene O'Neill had a dubbed VHS tape of Mister Show sure. that I had maybe seen, you know, six months previously. It had blown my mind. I'd watched all of them in a row. Yeah, um, it was really amazing. We had passed it around amongst ourselves. It was a special moment. And David Cross was on his first. He had had his first stand up special by then. His half hour special, uh, but he it was the first time a comedian had ever done like uh, an indie rock style tour. Sure. It was his first tour of rock Rather, Rather common these days, but you know, that was the, it that was was the, the first, first He was time. playing he the was, Catalyst in Santa Cruz. He was sure. touring with a band called Ultra Baby Fat, um, as I recall. Who you may know as the band that opened for David Cross. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, he had come through Santa Cruz, and I had, at the time, like it was the first early days of our bookings, and I had called his publicist and been shocked to have her say to me, Oh, David loves doing college radio. I'm sure he would be interested in doing it, which was, I think, probably the first time I'd ever talked to a publicist who had reacted to me positively in any way. Um, And given that it was our hero, David Cross, it was big, exciting news. And then I was like, I don't know if this is really going to happen. I was trying to make it happen. Um, And uh, we... We headed off. I headed off to Washington D.C. I'd been in Washington D.C. like a day or two days for this internship I had, and I listened to my voicemail on my cell phone. Hi, this is David Cross, and I was I just shit my pants in the middle of a train station, basically. And uh, he agreed to come out of the kindness of his heart. Frankly, agreed to come on our show as he was driving south from Santa Cruz over the grapevine the day after his show. So because our show was live. And the schedules worked out this way. There was no way for him to actually promote his Santa Cruz show uh, on our program. But he still, like, picked up his cell phone and called into the show. And, and you, guys were, you guys were doing your darndest there to host the program. <laughs> sure. He, uh, he uh, apparently just had a very unpleasant experience at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz. Yeah, I think that was the sort of the dominant. I remember listening back to it. I remember thinking that Gene... I think Gene was there as well, right? Uh, maybe. I, I think, think that Gene... was that was around the time where just all our friends got in the radio booth at the same time. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, Brian. Sorry. Brian raised his finger like there was like an international symbol for whatever he was about. I to was do. choking. No, I had to clear my throat. I'm oh, losing my voice. It's fine. It's you're doing a great job. Thank you, Brian. You sound you sound beautiful. I remember Gene telling me that he thought 
that David Cross just picked on him the whole time. And I remember listening back to it and thinking, no, David Cross was just really upset that he had a horrible show at the Catalyst. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, yeah. No, no matter. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pick off the scab of this trauma. I guess how many times have David Cross been no, on the show you know, since then? It, yeah, it, that's that's the thing. Is like I feel like I haven't had a chance to redeem myself. I feel like because of Jordan Jesse Go, we've gotten to talk to some you know some some very prominent comedy people who I've admired sure, in my sure. comedy geekdom. Uh, which is pretty potent. Uh, and, you know, I feel like we come off well and people usually have a good time on the show. But, like, the David Cross thing, I feel like I've never been able to, like, I feel like David Cross always will kind of think I'm a dick. Or, yeah, you know, you know probably doesn't remember the thing at all, but his last memory I, of me is, what a dick. I, you know, I have gotten turned down cold for David Cross interviews in those kind of situations where they check with him first a couple mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. And I wonder whether he... <laughs> I wonder if it's sort of like when Mark Maron was uh, when 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 I helped Mark Maron with his like equipment and stuff for uh, uh, his show. What the fuck? Terrific. His, wonder, his wonderful yep. program. What the fuck? Um, uh, I was talking to him and I had emailed him. Mark Maron was on our show, was on the Sound of Young America again in the in the early days um, in a show where. We interviewed him probably with Brian Heater up in the KZSE studio. Sure. And oh, was we this were, the underpants show? Yeah, we yeah. were down at the basic campus in our underpants. It was a pledge drive stunt. Yeah. We did a whole show in our underwear from the basic yeah, we campus. We must have raised $70, $80. Um, and a lot of boners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Female boners. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I had since invited Mark on The Sound of Young America, but not heard back from him. Like He had an email address yeah. on his website. And I had this conversation with Mark while I was, you know, showing him what's what with his microphones. And uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, so I got your emails before and sorry I didn't respond to them. I mean, I hadn't like sent him a million, but maybe I sent him, you know, I'd invited him two or three times in the intervening five years. And uh, and he said, sorry, I didn't respond to them. Uh, Here's what happened. Uh, One day I was sitting in my apartment in Astoria, Queens. And Home of me. You, <laughs> Good one. And he said, and, uh, and you came on my radio, and I said, oh, shit, I bet that's that guy that interviewed me in his underpants in Santa Cruz. He must be a real thing. Fuck, I should have emailed him back. Uh, so do you think, like, all that time in college where we were interviewing people we were blowing credibility we were closing doors i mean we I'm thought we were you... hot shit i mean you yeah. know we, thought we, were, we were getting some work. of the biggest interviews on kz i'm glad that you've gotten real big fish back on the show several times however yeah I mean, we've cleared the air with them yeah well certainly i mean i'm actually i'm actually working on uh they're developing a, a network television idea they asked me to come in and help do them they all live that. in the same house <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's real big fish all lives in the same house oh this and is oh I've, I've read about this in the trades it's called fart contest isn't it <laughs> yeah. i thought it was called Real Big Fish All Lives in the Same House. You know, what's, <laughs> Remember those guys? What's That's funny, the subtitle. What's funny, and I don't understand. I mean, I've been working on them about the development, sure. but they insist, absolutely insist that the show be set in 1996, and I'm not sure exactly why they would insist that. I yeah. mean, I don't... But anyway, they seem like great guys. Sure. It's a period piece. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, you know, I, I, and so there's that thing. It's like when we were in college, we thought we, you know, even like underwear show from campus. I mean, we thought, we thought that was clever and, you know, certainly, you know, uh, uh, we were, we were certainly, I mean, there's no doubt that we were doing better work than other people at the college radio station. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But you know, maybe, maybe I, I our, of course I'm accepting Brian, sure. you and Jordan Scott show. 
there were there were good shows, and there continue to be good shows on KZS. No, no, certainly it's a good college yep. radio station. But I mean, I think college radio station is college radio is kind of uh, dominated by Terrible not trying too hard. And sure. I think that when we would book guests, and I, I mean, you, I, you always did a good. Uh, you had like acoustic jams sure. from the local bands in the yeah. show, and like those little touches, like. I think we all thought separated us from the usual. Here's my buddy's CD. My yeah. buddy's band recorded this CD. I'm going to play it all the way through. Kind Absolutely. of mentality that pops up in college radio a sure. lot. Anyways, so, but is it possible we were doing that? We were closing doors for ourselves by being uh, boobs. Also, alternately, I worry that about the goofy celebrity interviews I do for Fuel TV. <laughs> I worry that I'm uh, that uh, well. Maybe it seems cute. Uh, that I'm, I'm people just, are actually being upset by it. Yeah, like I'm destroying any kind of you know future potential. I would I say you, you probably pretty much shut the door on any opportunity for having a Monterey-based folk band on your show ever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's just not going to happen, gentlemen. Oh God, Monterey Bay folk folk band. Oh. Um, sorry, I got caught up in my own tears. That's okay. Um, well, you know, I, I've had some good conversations with Dick Dale since then. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Surf King. Well, King of the Surf Guitar. Jordan, sure. didn't you book, you booked Dick Dale on our show, didn't you? Uh, well, I think I only booked Dick Dale because his uh, personal phone number is on his website. Or was at the time. <laughs> and I think I just called him uh, and I said, is this the number for Dick Dale's publicist? Is this he site says, still no, under construction? I think it is. Yeah, on it's, Angel Fire, yes. It has that picture, that animated... <laughs> that shovel two, on, a, on a yield sign. Gift. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we both... Uh, I mean, certainly you more than I did, but I think I, I contributed a little bit to the booking and uh, stuff like that. I remember at one point, and this is just becoming We Reminisce About College, that you can listen to on The Sound of Young America, the college <laughs> uh, years. Yeah. Um, but which thousands of people listen to. I'm amazed by that. Every time I look sure. at the numbers for the college years, people actually enjoy listening to it. So God bless them. But uh, we did this thing. We used to have these things that we would make people do. I, at one point, I had this idea where I had this act along with so-and-so record. Oh, sure. And I can't remember. It was a teen idol of the 1950s, this act along with record. And Mike Nelson was on our show. Uh, for Mystery Science Theater 3000, now of Riff Tracks. At the time, he was writing uh, humorous books. And of Maximum FunCon. And of Max FunCon. And uh, just a sincerely super class act. He was really wonderful and hilarious. And then we made him uh, uh, we made him act along with this record. And the facts that we had sent him, the script, uh, like didn't come through because the station's fax machine was slightly broken or something. And so he just had to make up his half of the conversation. Sure. And I remember two things. I remember realizing afterwards that we shouldn't have made him do that. Sure. And then I also remember that he just did a really great job given the circumstances. Yeah. And was so nice and classy about it. Sure. Uh, yeah. We were boobs yeah, back then. Just a couple of boobs. Unlike today. Yeah. Today we're as smooth as silk. Mm-hmm. Smooth as a boob. What do you think, big dick? <laughs> Nothing ever goes wrong on our podcast. <laughs> it's like a all big the, smooth boob in here. All our guests have every time, without exception, <laughs> walked away delighted with the experience. Sure. I'd say maybe it's a little hot in here. Otherwise, completely pleasant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't think you're going to do any kind of like mean message board? No, I'm just sweating because you're of the not heat. Gonna, you're not going to post uh, a big, like a series of paragraphs yes. on your 
heavily trafficked website about how horrible I personally am. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna post a very cartoony ASCII drawing of you. Oh. Yeah, fax it to all my friends. Great. Wait, did you say you're gonna make an ASCII drawing and then fax it to your friends? To the past. <laughs> <laughs> They'll receive it via teletype. They'll print it out with their steam printers. <laughs> yes. Why would you? Wh- yeah, no. It's, it's a mix of. I just put two. Is that dangerous to just eat a hot dog out of the package? Do you <laughs> just salmonella a thing? Salmonella, right? For that's it's for uncooked food. Cooked. That's for it's uncooked food, cooked. Jordan. Huh? It's I mean, not even like. Okay, I, okay, I would. I, 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 I will grant you this. What about that water that it's in? Well, I will grant. Yeah, the, the hot dog juice. I will grant you that. Uh, it, it is in Los Angeles, and I assume that there's no uh, refrigeration system in his tote bag. Yeah. Botulism is a possibility. Oh, sure, botulism. Yeah. The silent killer. <laughs> That's what they call that. You're thinking of bocce ball. <laughs> you know how they have that, that, ad, that ad campaign for strokes, that a stroke is a brain attack? Botulism is a stomach attack. Mm. Of the brain. <laughs> of the brain. And you die from your heart. Uh, great. Well, we're having fun, aren't we? Though Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm jo- I'm Jesse over there's Jordan. We got Brian Heater f- here from uh, uh, PC Magazine After Hours, not to be confused with PC Magazine After Dark, which is a fictional, mm-hmm. which is a screensaver. Sure. <laughs> it's a toaster based program. Yeah, it's a to- uh, You can only watch it on your toaster. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh, okay. Are there still like? Are there still funny screensavers? There must be. What about that one? I remember at one point, Sierra Online, our good friends at the Sierra Online Corporation. Uh, Makers of King's Quest. Sure, absolutely. Mm. To say nothing of Space Quest. Mm. Is that what it's called? Space Quest? Wing Commander? Is Wing Commander? That's an interplay yeah. game. Yeah. Anyway. You're looking at a Red Baron series. That was a Sierra Online sure. product. Certainly the front page sports sports series was. Um, I'm, any- a, I'm a broader bun man myself. <laughs> okay, good. What's broader bun? Isn't that a real game thing <laughs> that bun. I didn't that just make made, up? Uh, yeah, they made a Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Mm. Um, okay, so at one point they released a screensaver that was actually a game where you were a guy that lived on a desert island and got into antics. And I think Antics was in the name of the product. <laughs> was it called Desert Antics? <laughs> Desert Island Antics. That's possible. This was a Leisure Suit Larry thing, wasn't it? It was not unlike Leisure Suit Larry, another Sierra online product. Oh, by the nice. Way. Uh, so, Brian, you. Okay, so you're in town because of E3, sure. the big. Also uh, losing my voice because of E3. The vi- big video game convocation. Sure. Uh, An but, ex- an, a, a veritable expo, if you will. Yeah. Uh, this is the Electronic Entertainment Exposition. Expo, yeah. Expo Expo. Because you say E3 Expo. This so. is the sure. Electronic Expo Expo. Sure. It's a gathering of people with an interest in either mm-hmm. the Montreal Expo baseball team or the 1976 Montreal World's Fair and Exposition. It's where a lot of uh, convention Do they name their baseball team after the one time the World's <laughs> yes, Fair was there? Oh, that's sure fucking did. pathetic. It's so pathetic. Dudes. It was one of the many... Path- that and the did the baseball that- team like come about the same year as the Expo? Yeah, and the stadium oh, was called Exposition Stadium, and uh, I think the only thing sadder was that the roof was caving in. Pieces of the roof kept falling onto people. And people there still speak French. Is naming yeah. the team the Nationals basically rubbing in the fact that it's not in Canada anymore? <laughs> <laughs> is that the point of that name? Yeah, fuck you. We've got, the only problem is we that assumes that anyone in Montreal gives a shit. 
I think they were drawing about 225 people a game by the end there. <laughs> certainly, it's certainly, if you're talking about the era of uh, Gary Carter and Andre Dawson. Also, uh, their, their, color, their, colors, their colors were red, white, and blue, were they not? Uh-huh. Yeah, they were. That's a good point. I wonder if um, – uh, I wonder – there's Tim Rock Reigns was an outfielder for the uh, Montreal Expos, sure. later the Chicago White Sox, uh, Hall of Fame caliber player. Um, I wonder if he got that name because of his cocaine addiction or he <laughs> became addicted to cocaine because his name was Rock. He was just very unhappy with his nickname. No, or because he, he wanted like, something at, that, because that, it suggested that he should get into that's more of a crack nickname, the isn't it? Cocaine family of okay. products. Yeah. Well, I, who knows what type of cocaine he was addicted? I feel to. like he's a he's a he's a he few t- scoops of baking soda short of <laughs> cocaine of crack addiction. <laughs> Some, he could have, didn't have access to the Pyrex yeah. he needed. Um, he, well, we he tested positive for cocaine. It could have been uh, crack rock cocaine, sure. or it could have been uh, powder cocaine. Do you think Daryl Strawberry's love of fruit came from his last name? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what, what oh, were we uh, I was going to say, oh, Brian. So your your yeah. your job brings you to sure. E3, but you aren't necessarily interested in video games. I, <laughs> I, I, I did not. I did not play a single video game this week. Okay, wow. Which makes me more efficient on the showroom floor. Yeah, right. Because I'm not wasting time engaging in things. Right. What was the last video game system you owned? Super Nintendo. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Do you find it difficult? To oh, I got my on... Genesis after my Super Nintendo. Okay. There's maybe a discount Genesis with like Streets of Rage three. It was the two pack with uh, I think Sonic the Hedgehog for ninety nine dollars. Okay. That's a good. I mean, that's yeah, a bargain. It's a good franchise. Sure, absolutely. Do you, is so you're it? You're talking uh, about Sonic the Hedgehog two. Uh, number one, I don't. I think this is pre uh, Tales uh, game. That, well, Tales was, was Tales three? Sonic the Hedgehog three. Mm. No, Tales came in in two. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, sure. But you're thinking of Knuckles came in in three. Oh yeah, yeah. you're thinking Spiky. of Knuckles, the Echidna. Uh, sure. <laughs> All uh, another mammal that lays eggs. There you go. Um, it, are you just walking around the whole time thinking, God, this is gay? It's it's fun. I'm actually at the point now because uh, uh, I also run a comic book website and I go to a lot of uh, comic conventions okay. for my non-job. Um, I'm at the point where the spectacle doesn't really phase me anymore. This okay. is the popular comic book website, the Daily Cross. Dot com. Yeah. Slash. You don't have to put the slash in the end. <laughs> it helps. But you can. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get you there quicker. The tilde might break the link. <laughs> Why do you insist on putting the tilde in there, Jordan? Uh, I'm sorry. It's, I'm is it your obsession with Tilda Swinton? It is. <laughs> and uh, It's your way of honoring her. The Roald Dahl book, Matilda. Okay. Nope, not a Roald Dahl book? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well played. It's a great one. It was sure. my favorite as a kid. It says the Trunchbull. Sure. More of a BFG yeah, sure. fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you like those fart jokes. Sure. <laughs> Rope giant, it in, big dick. Giant fart jokes. Um, so you're, you've, come, you've come to peace with the, with the con- world of the convention. Yeah. So you're just more an expert on conventions. I, 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 I've been to a lot of, yeah. You're I've been a conspert. Sure. <laughs> I've, been to a lot, I've been to a lot of conventions. I go to, to Book Expo in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I had a blast at Book Expo here in Los Angeles. It's a great show. Went Where- to see our, our friend uh, Judge John Hodgman speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the whole time, uh, Ted Turner, who was another one of the speakers, just stared at him icily. Did, he, okay, he's a Wait. little off. He's a little off. Even in even in billionaire terms, Ted Turner is a little off. Yeah. Do you think the other billionaires are like, oh, man, that guy's fucking crazy? I. You know what, what? do you think Branson thinks of Turner? <laughs> <laughs> I think that he probably thinks he doesn't jump out of enough stuff. 
Do you think they? Do you think that Branson and Turner ever get together for a, a good old fashioned fuck fest? Yeah. No. I mean, I think they're when you become like that rich guy, yeah. you just like are in that bored territory. You gotta have a special ass to take a gold dick. I wish. <laughs> I wish that I could remember. You have to have a platinum ass. Yeah. You have to have a stronger metal. I wish right, that I sure. could remember. Well, golds are relatively weak <laughs> metal. True. Brian, it is a soft so. um, At some point it, during his talk, Ted Turner basically just openly alluded to the fact that over his lifetime, he's fucked a lot of chicks. Mm-hmm. And it was something about how. It was something about how it was amazing that he only had two children or something along yeah. those lines. <laughs> yeah. And I had to really I had to really hand it to Ted Turner. I mean, if you're thinking about places where you're going to brag about how many chicks you fucked, probably Book Expo isn't number 1. Yeah. But he worked it in there and he did it in a pretty sly way. I don't know how he managed his 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 careers of being in Kiss and running a media empire at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> do you th- um do you guys can you guys think of something that we can name? Gold dick, platinum ass. Like uh, I don't know what we would name that, but book, it's book ends. Yeah, to, uh, GDPA. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Sure, the EPA. <laughs> they're really they're really gold dicking in the coast right now. Yeah, the, up the coast's platinum ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian Beatty Heater. You know what that stands for, ladies. Yeah. Certain ladies. There's there's four ladies out there who know what he's talking about. Four very sore ladies. Yeah. Uh, Tonight... Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I wanted. Oh, I wanted to make. I wanted to let bring people up to date with what's happening with the pledge drive, real quick. Please before do. We um, uh, continue. First of all, uh, we ended up with many, many new donors, and thank you so much to everybody who donated and to everybody who continued their donation. My sincere thank you, and I'm sure yours as well, Jordan. Absolutely. Thank you, you, everyone. Kind of on the fence about it. I don't really have strong feelings about it. Well, fair enough. Thank you. Um, So our our thanks... Can I go uh, upstairs now? (laughs) Our thanks to everybody out there. Um, Here's what's happening. Uh, DVDs uh, are going out. uh, We've given them to a shipping house. Hmm. They will be going out next week. Columbia House? Yes, Columbia House. (laughs) Will you get 10 of them? For those of you who are in the club, they will be shipped to you. Um, So enjoy those. Everybody who gave $5 a month or more and everybody who is continuing at $5 a month or more, there is... uh, Our short film is hidden on the DVD. Mm, It's an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg. It's hidden very, very obviously, it's, um, but it is. Hidden. It's hidden on the bo- the shiny part of the disc. I thought, <laughs> I thought that uh, I thought that I we might want to use these as a pledge drive thank you gift for radio stations. I didn't want to put that with all that swearing and vulgar humor. Oh, sure, right out there. So I thought at least I would have plausible deniability gotcha. if we hit it a it's little. It's like a bit. hot coffee situation. Yeah, it's and, like a hot coffee. And our T-shirts are currently being printed at uh, with our good friends at vgkids.com, uh, a former Jordan Jesse Go advertiser, mm-hmm. and uh, they've kindly they've kindly they've been kind enough to uh, do a little swap with us to do our printing for the pledge drive out of the kindness of their hearts. So. By all means, vgkids.com. And those, uh, I guess, will be here in a week or two, and uh, then we'll ship them out a week or two after that, and they'll take a week or two to get there. So, you know, a month or so, they'll be arriving, I think. 
Um, so our thanks to everybody uh, and uh, and all the other thank you gifts will go out around that same time. So just wanting to take this opportunity to thank everybody, let you know where we're at. Oh, and guess what? Uh, we've got great changes going on around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted this on the uh, on the website, but uh, Jordan's getting a raise. Sure. Uh, Graham and Dave are getting a big raise. Uh, they did great. A lot of Stop Podcasting Yourself fans uh, donated during the pledge drive. So our thanks to all those folks. And uh, we are hiring employees. We're hiring, uh, uh, we're hiring Julia Smith, our former intern, to uh, be the new associate producer of The Sound of Young America. Mm-hmm. She's going to be working for us here three days a week. What and, does an associate producer do exactly? Uh, Is it coffee-related tasks <laughs> largely? Hey, I, we got a new intern. Nice guy <laughs> named Christian for that. Yeah. Uh, no, she's going to be doing a lot of guest booking, starting with guest booking and, uh, you know, working her way up. Hopefully she's got a lot of talent. Get me cross now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is that the white whale at this point? David Cross? Yeah. You know, he did once agree to come on the show. Um, I emailed him because I had his email address. I don't remember why I had his email address, but I did. And I emailed him to invite him on the show right when there was all this controversy about the fact that Larry the Cable Guy's book had an entire chapter about David Cross. Mm. Um, and I, I emailed David Cross and said, hey, if I could get Larry the Cable Guy to come on with you, do you think we could have like a moderated discussion of you know, comedy and why you were bagging on him and why he was bagging on you? Is Larry the Cable Guy your new white whale? And I couldn't get Larry the Cable Guy. I tried. I talked to his publicist and they He said was the original would- drummer of Real Big Fish, right? They said they would try, it, but, they, but it didn't work out. So, but then other times when I emailed him, he just didn't email me back. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, who knows? So, across. Yeah, none of the other blue collar comedy tour people would balance that out for him. I know. I I, I, I thought if I could just get uh, tater salad. <laughs> Hey, Tater Salad is that guy's pretty funny. That's the that's the funny guy in the that's blue the one who's talented. Group, isn't yeah, it? sure, exactly. I've heard that he's been touring the same act for about six years or something. But mm, sure, uh, it's a funny act. I've seen. Fine. He's still got a lot of Oliver North jokes in there, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian Heater, sitting by the door. Because it's cooler over here. Brian, you were overheating. You were looking like you were about to freak out. Sweating a little bit. I got to be honest with you, you look like you might might have a meltdown. Yep. (laughs) Um, From time to time here on Jordan, Jesse Go, we ask our listeners to give us a telephone call when something momentous happens to them. Or when they have an interesting subject to discuss, uh, or you know, you know, whatever. Um, the number I realized that I forgot to open the uh, uh, actual track listing of this. Okay, this thing here. A little peek behind Ooh, the is this scenes, the Google everybody. Using the Google Voice. No, we oh. we use a different service to record our calls. Sure. But um, here we go. Track list. Great. Um, so we start with track number four. Now here today was Christian, the intern's, uh, first day. Mm-hmm. And the first task I assigned him was to, uh, listen to Jordan Jesse go calls okay. and pick out some of his favorites for this week's program. Sure. So if this sucks, it's Christian's fault. Sure. That's what you're supposed to do. Let's with hope the boss, Christian, right? the intern is no Christian Bale. 
Am I right? Sure. With one of his classic on-the-set tirades. That Christ was a big fuck-up, too, huh? Oh, sure. <laughs> Don't get me started on that guy. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, possible guest. It's Chris from Seattle. I'm just going to give you a little bit Is of a Is he doing a mean me impression? Uh, not so pithy of a phone call, but trust, it's worth it. Uh, I had, I guess, a momentous occasion, but it really was a near-death experience. I was at work. I work in a kitchen. Um, and I was nearly electrocuted because of some faulty wiring between my broiler and my range and oven. And I was putting a piece of metal that I had just cleaned, uh, a guard piece that actually covers all of that electrical wiring. I just washed it so it was wet. And, I, uh, and I'm talking like shoddy wiring, like shit held together with duct tape and like not up to code. I went to go put that guard back, and I hit it, and pop! And sparks start flying, and I'm still standing. I just kissed my girlfriend of five years, and I told her I love her like I do every day before I go to work. And I wanted a call to tell you that I love you, and thank you for keeping me happy and healthy while I work. Um, not healthy, not doing anything for that. Yeah, we were probably distracting you. Granted, man. I go, oh, I do wow. the same thing every day. I live right around the corner from where I work, and I anticipated coming home tonight, and it was very close to me not coming home, uh, all because I just wasn't paying attention for a hot second. And, uh, you know, my life did flash before my eyes. <laughs> Later, an electric second. You know, I was a water-soaked range I mean. second. And to all of you listeners yeah. out there in uh-huh. faux yep. radio land, try yep. to make your life that way, too. Jordan, I'm going to really give you know. a near-death experience. I'm fucking 23. Oh. No, 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 wait, erroneous. I'm 24. And I could have died tonight. <laughs> I could never have seen my two cats, and I could have never seen my girlfriend. I may have never seen my nephew been born. Okay, so I'm I, wear rubber sole shoes. First of all, I just need to get that out of the way. Sure. Also, right. you've been get, you've been dating that girl five years. Time to put a ring on it. Sure. I know you're just washing dishes, but make sure you're grounded while you hand it to her. When you say, yeah. when you say put a ring on it, oh, his uh, cock. Yeah, yeah. Time right. to put a ring on your cock because right. it'll add a little spice to the bedroom. Sure. I know that uh, sometimes sexual relationships can get routine, or uh, as they say in Canada, put a plug in it. <laughs> No. Put, put some use, beads in it. They use cock plugs yeah. in Canada. Well, in Canada, they're just more focused on the butt. Yeah, is that what you're saying, Brian? It's a butt. It's a butt. It's a, se- it's a butt centric nation. Culture. Yeah. Sure. It's a cultural difference. Yeah. It it's all, like how they all. It all started French. at it's the a butriarchy. Expo. <laughs> at the. Well, we were all playing hockey. <laughs> sure. Speaking some French. Hey, JJ, go. It's David from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Just calling with a momentous occasion. Um, I am a theater director here in Milwaukee, and last night I was just talking to some people while I was out about shows I want to do next year, and a young woman was like, oh, you know, I'd really like to audition to be in one of those. I was like, oh, yeah, feel free. And she said, I have one condition. I have to be nude on stage. <laughs> Bam. Greatest thing I've ever heard. Have a great day. Well, that's called being pithy, my friend. Sure. Sure. The man didn't almost die. 
And he didn't have an important message to tell us. <laughs> That's pretty much the only reason hair still exists as a musical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah for for college so the, kids to know, have their first nakedness. nude on, spe- yeah. on stage experience. I, you know, I the college we went to UC Santa Cruz. Uh, uh, I I did some theater department stuff. I thought you were going to say every time it rained. Yeah, right. Jesus. Uh, um, uh, Santa Cruz has a tradition called first rain. When the first rain of the year, there's a nude run around the campus. Um, a hairy nude run. Um, the theater part we were at. What's we kind of gross about it is as they're running around, you can see sort of like the trail of mud that they leave behind them from yeah. the rain washing over their bodies. That's the that's the gross part of it. Yeah. <laughs> the mud. The soil they And leave. then the hand drumming starts. Um, um, so I did a fair amount of stuff in the theater department, and 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 the Santa Cruz theater department, being like it was, had a lot of nude on stage experiences for for people. There was yeah. a lot of uh, barrier breaking and exploring of sexuality. Uh, I you know, and I was I was totally ready to do it if no the opportunity ever arose. Yeah, no, I never got to. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's so. why people become playwrights, Jordan. So to give themselves the opportunity. Yeah. Do, do players write themselves nude scenes in their own plays? Sure. It's called typecasting. Sure. Isn't that what that word means? Yeah. I think so. It's when you yeah. type out a role for yourself yeah. that involves nudity. But now, like, now I probably shouldn't do a nude on stage role. But I think it, I, then it would have been... It liberating and charming and a great story about my college days. But I think like, maybe the, the nude on stage ship is sailed You were raring to go. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. to be fair, we did do a radio show in only our underpants a couple yeah, times. Yeah, we did, but it's that's not artistic. <laughs> Maybe it is. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Jason from Texas. I have a momentous occasion, I suppose. Uh, I just got back from the doctor's office and found out that I have a broken bone in my wrist. And it's the first bone I've broken in my uh fairly short life, uh, at 22. Um, and I also have just graduated college and consequently been kicked off of my parents' insurance um, and found out that if I were to not do something to correct this broken bone in my wrist, I am at risk of having bone death. I was osteo, something was the technical term. Um, bone leakage. And I'm also unemployed, so I feel as a Canadian born uh, immigrant into this great nation that I'm actually having my first true American experience at, in, in my life. So I figured I'd call and share. Uh, love the show. All right. Bye. But yeah. bone death is his first American experience. Yeah. How about this? Your first ex- American experience was when you opened your wallet and there was money in there because the government didn't take it from you. Boom. Try that on for size. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Take that, man at risk of bone death. Sure, go inside your go inside your shoddily constructive stadium and shove something up your butt. <laughs> is it, because is, that's what you're into, Frenchie. Is it just me, or or do people people seem to be breaking less bones than they used to? Is there just more calcium in our diets? Have you guys broken bones in your lives? Well, I think that the bone breaking all goes on maybe you know between elementary school and high school. Right. I, I have never broken a bone in my body. Okay. Have, have you guys broken bones? It might just I've never broken a bone. Because we don't run with children. Don't children? Uh, I've broke, I, I broke, I broke two bones. Okay. I, I, I broke my leg when I got hit by a car. Oh. Uh, and I broke my pinky. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Ouch. Yowza. And I broke my pinky in karate class one time. I was hoping uh. you got hit by a matchbox car. 
Yeah, I broke my the second time. I, got, I broke my leg, but I got hit by a regular car. My pinky by a matchbox car. Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, you're an expert at the deadly arts. Is that correct? It's sure. Yeah, I just wanted to check in with you. <laughs> well, about that. deadly. Sl- it's just good to know. Deadly slash erotic. <laughs> okay. So if it's <laughs> like a praying mantis, you went to yeah, the Cinemax it has school. To be, of I did. I did. Uh, yes, I, I learned. You trained from, under David Duchovny. I, yes. Well, I trained under a group of undercover cops who got in a little too deep. Um. Uh, yeah, so if it's a little bit of both, then I'm very good at it. Jordan, Jesse, momentous occasion. You are both candidates for high office in California. Today I noticed on the ballot while I was voting <laughs> that several people were running <laughs> unopposed. Gary Coleman. Uh, so, uh, Jesse, I voted for you uh, for uh, Secretary of the State. And, uh, Jordan, I voted for you. Uh, to be uh, the attorney general, and then I voted for Coco <laughs> to be the tax assessor. So, write-in candidates, you guys are on your way to Sacramento. Good luck. Jordan, laugh if you will, but yeah. I think Coco has a good shot. That's and, not how, my understanding is that, that although, that's not how elections work. Although, yeah, it is. If you write somebody's name in A single there. write-in and... Uh, how, I think the real danger is if he misspelled Coco and then Ice T's wife. Well, gets that was my joke. That was my joke. <laughs> or the Nestle Quick Bunny one. <laughs> is the Nestle Quick Bunny named Coco? No, but he makes Coco. Sure. What is the Nestle Quick Bunny's name? <laughs> well, this isn't a person. Let's pick a character that makes this. <laughs> Let's just throw it at the dartboard of pop culture and see what we hit. <laughs> Select a character that makes. Uh, yeah, who do you think would be a better uh, a better politician, Ice T's wife or the Nestle Quick Buddy? <laughs> well, they're both pretty sexy. Uh, oh, at one of the E three <laughs> parties, Ice T and Coco were there. Yeah, uh, at one of the E three parties, Ice T and his wife were there. Really? So yeah, I was surprised. And Snoop Dogg's kids were there, but someone had to tell me those were Snoop Dogg's kids. I didn't recognize them. Anyway. Neither does Snoop Dogg. Yeah, too high. I had uh, I had dinner with Kurt Schilling. Really? Of baseball. You had dinner with the Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling the... is uh, is a, an all time great baseball yeah. player. Probably not quite a Hall of Famer, but maybe. Uh, and uh, he uh, was famous at one point yes. for getting into a fight on EverQuest with Doug Glanville. He's Chicago also famous center fielder. for having a bloody sock. Yeah, exactly, and and having ble- bleeding through a sock in yeah. the World Series for the Boston Red Sox, wasn't it? Yes. Um, but now, what were the circumstances of you meeting Kurt Schilling? Well, it was it was th- this was my big that was my big E three uh, celebrity, celebrity moment, yeah. Um, wherein we he has a gaming company now. Uh, Thirty Eight Studios is is the name of the gaming company. I believe that's his number. Sure. No. Um, and they make games where uh, one guy is Kurt Schilling and the other guy is Doug Glanville. They're both elves. <laughs> he, uh, you have to manage your resources. I, 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 I was, I was, I was telling Jordan my uh, my Kurt Schilling story on the way over here, which was uh, we were eating filet mignon in the sure. back of a fancy uh, the Palm. Sure. What, what else would you eat? A fancy uh, New York restaurant. Oh, yeah. New when York restaurant. Are, when you're at the Palm, you get sure. you get the filet. Uh, Kurt Schilling uh, eats eats about three quarters of his uh, of his filet mignon. Turns to everybody at the table and says, um, "I'm sorry. I just want to let everybody know that I'm not going to finish this because I'm saving space for In and Out Burger." <laughs> and then the the final course of the meal comes. The the cheesecake comes. Uh, Kurt Schilling eats the whole thing and he says, "Well, guess I'm only going to be able to eat one In and Out Burger." 
Oh man, that Kurt Schilling class act. I'm fucking busting a gut at Kurt Schilling's antics. <laughs> I had a great, I had a great dinner. I was in New York City. I was visiting New York City. Had dinner at our pal John Hodgman's house mm-hmm. uh, with uh, our, our pal, another past Jordan Jesse Go guest, uh, Jonathan Colton, mm-hmm. uh, public radio uh, legend Ira Glass, who I uh, worked hard to convince to come on Jordan Jesse Go the next time he's in Los Angeles. Cross your fingers. There's a giant poster of him when you're walking into the studio. Yes, that's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, even more embarrassing than the two different times that Sarah Val made fun of me for having it. <laughs> also, when he's Brian, wearing the you, same uh, suit as in the picture. Yeah, Brian, were you embarrassed about the uh, Brian Heater poster when you walked in? How did that make uh, you feel? I thought there was a life-size mirror in the hall. <laughs> Um, and uh, a past caller to this program, uh, Ira Glass's wife, Anahid, mm. who I, the, the announcement that delighted me the most at this dinner, which of course was a pleasure, these are sure. charming, wonderful people, uh, was that Anahid doesn't just not listen to public radio, hates it. Yes. Only likes to listen to Stern. <laughs> All right, callers, call in uh, and say who had uh, your favorite celebrity story <laughs> for the past week. Was it Brian and Kurt Schilling, Jordan, kind of seeing iced tea and cocoa, and Snoop Dogg's kids, or Jesse's thing that he said? Or the Dark Horse candidate, the Nestle Quick Bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we got one more call. Hey, JJ Go. I have a momentous occasion. I was walking, recycling out to my alley, and uh, I got offered $10 from a woman because she thought I was homeless. I explained to her that I was the apartment manager just cleaning out an old apartment, and she was very upset about it, but I tried to make her feel better. But uh, I think I need to dress better because if I can, people think I'm homeless from behind. Yeah. She's got the homeless badonkadonk. Sure. Do you do you think slightly better off homeless people give money to more homeless people? <laughs> Just to keep a little bit of their self-respect. Sure. Like people who are living out of their cars. I'm maybe. not that homeless, they will say. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're not losing it. Sure. Um, we'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan, Jesse, go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Should I do it? Do it. Come yeah, on, just dude. Just do it. It's you got, fun. God has blessed you. It's your right <laughs> Look, to... Look, maybe you'll get a development deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new vampires. I've got a dick for radio, they say. <laughs> so many big dick shows. Oh, you know, okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and massage my business. I did a Twitter the other day that I don't feel like got enough stars. Oh, sure. let's hear it. I... It, you're aware of Twitter and star points. Yeah. Fab, Earning star points Fab, on Twitter. Sorry, Fab, Fab, Fab is, is a popular venue. Twitter is, uh, people might know Farmville. Sure. I think like Farmville, Twitter is a game where you're trying to accumulate star points. Absolutely. By buying taquitos at 7-Eleven. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so I like to keep track of how many star points I get. It's vain. I realize that. But you know what? I enjoy it. Um uh, you know, usually I'm usually I'm get I, I try and get about I try and get ten a Twitter. That's my okay. kind of little goal I've set for myself. Uh, I did one the other day. I thought was very observant. I said, uh, "There's too many big penis shows on TV these days. Ladies, demand a big vagina show." Sure. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah not it, but annoying. but you realize this trope. There are two big penis shows on sure. TV That's now. Too, I felt too like many. I, yeah. So since the cancellation of Sex in the City, you feel like there aren't enough big vagina shows <laughs> on television anymore. Yeah. Hello. Let's take some telephone calls, huh, gang? 
Hey, Jesse, this is a desperate plea. Uh, while I was at work today, uh, I'm a PA. I was walking down a street in... Production assistant. Yes. PA is a production assistant in the entertainment industry. It is the name for gophers. Sure. I thought it was police officer. <laughs> <laughs> a Greenwich Village in New York City uh, where I've just moved. And I saw a guy wearing a Sound of Young America t-shirt. And I said, the Sound of Young America. And he responded. And we were excited for a second. But I couldn't stop and talk because I was at work. I don't have any friends in New York. So I am desperately pleading to this man. I have embarrassed myself semi-publicly on the internet by posting a Craigslist misconnection in an attempt to make some pals in New York. So if that guy is up for hanging out with another Max Fun fan, then he should check that out. If not, you know, uh, I'll just (laughs) spend my time in New York alone for a while, I guess, and hopefully make some friends at work. Um... Thank you. Bye. I have exactly the opposite story that happened to me uh, recently. You moved to New York sure. and immediately were mobbed by friends. I uh, uh, Soon after graduating, th- this did happen in New York City, soon after graduating college, um, was, was walking down the street and was really excited to see somebody wearing a, a UC Santa Cruz shirt. Uh, does not happen a lot in New York City. No. Probably happens exactly as much as you see Sound of America shirts. I'm, it happens a lot in Santa Cruz. Sure. Um, uh, it happens a lot in the movie Pulp Fiction. <laughs> sure. Or, uh, so I'm walking. I'm walking down the street. I, I'm on my cell phone, as New Yorkers are wont to do. Sure. Uh, I see a a lady. Um, I should say a well endowed lady walking past me in a UC Santa Cruz t shirt. She had a big dick. <laughs> she, she her, her breasts were well hung. Bosomy lady. Yeah. Um, I, I walked past her. And um, you know, I couldn't couldn't actually talk to her. I was on the phone. Um, made a so pointing just... gesture to <laughs> my my own chest. She didn't understand what I was talking about. Wow! I think I had the first. I time... think you owe iced tea a little apology for insulting Coco. I think I in, in New York City. I was walking around uh, Park Slope. Mm. Uh, we were we were staying in uh, we were staying at Hodgman's house and in there in Park Slope. Uh, Teresa and I ran into a guy wearing a Sound of Young America t-shirt. He didn't immediately recognize me, or if he did, he was being cool about it. But I saw him. I got so excited but then I, that I couldn't say anything, and I just pointed at his shirt and, and pointed at me. <laughs> was, he, was he wearing a Sound of Young America thong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you gave him a dick point, didn't you? I don't think I had ever seen someone wearing a Sound of Young America t-shirt outside of one of the following contexts. It's a person that I already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's an event that I'm putting on, or I'm in line at the UCB. <laughs> well, I should I should say this. I didn't tell you this at the UCB, time. UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater sure. here in Los Angeles. Popular alternative comedy Not theater. at the University of California, Berkeley. No. Uh, when we were at the uh, when we were at the barbecue place, and I was getting um, uh, some whiskeys for for myself and our mutual friend Joe Garden, um, there were two gentlemen seated next to me on on stools. One of them turned to the other and said, "I think that's Jesse Thorne." Yes. Wow. Why don't I live? Because here's the thing: I talked to this really nice the guy wearing this Sandy Young America T-shirt was there with his kids, just a really sweet guy. Teresa and I talked to him. Uh, he seemed to be impressed that I was talking to him. <laughs> uh, I, Save it for the radio, buddy. Yeah, I like couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I I couldn't find a way to convey to him that it was not a burden. It was amusing <laughs> and delightful to me that. that someone knew what I do. And uh, he goes, I, I told him like this is the first time I've ever just in a regular place, just walking down the street, seen somebody in a Sound of Young America T-shirt. And he said, 
oh, this morning I went to get coffee and there was a guy in the coffee shop wearing a Sound of Young America t-shirt. What the fuck? Why don't I live in Park Slope? This is this sounds like some kind number one Because your life your life will uh your life will be turned upside down, just paparazzi everywhere, you won't be able to leave your house. Hey, People... Sign me up for two of those. That sounds great. <laughs> it was a blast. It was so fantastic. It was so exciting to me. I should say I'm really enjoying my week in Los Angeles. That's great. I think that's about it though. That's all you got. I think I, I think a have, week. Have you seen any PC Magazine After Hours podcast? <laughs> seen a lot of tattoos. Yeah, I think a week is a good length of time to spend in Los Angeles. Yeah. You live in Astoria is a great place to live. It's pretty good. It's I nice. Had some good friends in, who lived in Astoria. It was sure. a really nice. It was a really Mark, nice. Mark place. Marin lived by me. <laughs> I wouldn't say Mark Marin's my good friend, uh, no. an acquaintance, but some actual, some close family, personal yep. friends. Apparently, there's some ladies with some big jugs. <laughs> Brian, do you have it for the caller? Do you have any advice on the new New Yorker making friends? Because it can be, sure. uh, I guess, any big mecca can be. Whoa. But New York, I mean, I especially, is maybe hard to hard to get around. Maybe I guess a my main to meet people. Yeah, my main piece of advice would be um, Craigslist is probably the worst possible place. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great a, resource for so many bad. things in the world. That is not one of them. Oh, we should, she should have a meetup. Casual sex, hey, uh, yeah. moving jobs. Look. We got people out Hand there. Hand job for 420. Sure. Look, 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 you guys look at me right now. If Ebeth can't be friends with yep. this young woman, who can? Ebeth, Jordan, Ebeth! Sure, that's a popular message board person we know. Everybody and loves Ebeth! Life- Everyone loves Ebeth! If you can't be friends with an auction site, who can you be, be friends with? <laughs> I challenge, okay. Yeah. If this lady who sent in this thing, send me an email. I'm going to set you up with Ebeth. You guys are going to have a little thing in New York City. Listen, where everybody I, hangs out. I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step it up a notch. If a meetup comes out of this conversation, oh, wait, yeah. yeah, I will be there. Brian Heater, this guy's yeah. a great guy. Sure. How could you not meet? You got this guy I, and Ebeth, and maybe even Ebeth's husband. If we go to a barbecue place, I won't eat the meat off your plate. <laughs> Brian, will you be bringing? Uh, will you be bringing the wingman? Your dick. <laughs> Are you bringing your dick? Why did you point we, to yourself when you said that? No, I was pointing at my dick. I should have pointed at your yeah. dick. I'm sorry. When we say but your, dick, hard, but your dick is resting on top of my dick. It's hard not to point at my dick. Yeah, to be sure. clear, when we say wingman, we mean that he uses it as a wing. Sure. Technically it, an airfoil. Yeah. It catches the breeze. It's more of a glider. <laughs> like a flying Hi, squirrel. I have a personal question, I guess. Jesse, I know that you've been with Teresa for a while, and... Well, I guess I'm wondering how that works. You see, I'm 19, and I'm not religious or anything, but I still feel uncomfortable being sexually active. I guess I feel like everyone's love and a general godless liberal. I'm supposed to be living a sort of free love life. Do you think it's not a good idea to wait to fall in love or whatever? <laughs> Jesse, do you feel that having been monogamous for so long that you missed out on something or that you don't know as much about yourself as you might if, you've, if you'd had a number of sexual partners? Um, also, I'm sorry it took me until this Max One Drive to finally get off my duff. Thanks for doing the show. Y'all are the best. I want to emphasize I did not pick these telephone calls. Yeah. This is a very sincere call yeah. for in her uh, In her defense, go. yeah, the, the Sound of Young America does sound like a Christian yeah, I mean, podcast. This, this was, to- it was toned exactly like a Savage Love podcast call. Anyways. Maybe, you know what, maybe what happened? She probably put it together for Savage Love. Sure. And then switched some stuff around yeah. a little bit went after she donated, and she figured she had bought her way onto our air. It sort of sounded like a robot voice when she said your names in the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. 
This is going everywhere. This is going to Savage Love. This is going to... Yeah, I mean, my, I feel... I can't think of another podcast. I feel, un, I feel unqualified. PC bag after hours. There's one. I feel unqualified to answer it because my Should wife I and I really... computer guy? We yeah. really have been together since we were 17 years old. Sure. And I really only had, you know... I, I really only had two or three other girlfriends in high school before my wife. And I even feel like most people even who who sleep with someone that they're in love with, and that's the first time they sleep with somebody, even they usually don't end up spending the rest of their life with that person. You know what I mean? Even if you save yourself for someone that... You, 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 does that make sense? Uh, yes, right, yes. That, that Sure, there's, there's the... Uh... The, yeah, there are people who wait longer than your average. You know, what's what's the huge these days? It's like 16 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, sure. There are people who wait. Losing your virginity in college is perfectly acceptable should you wait. Oh, totally. Sure, absolutely. Here's a, here's a, here's a feeling that here's, – here's my kind of general feeling about it. I don't think you have to wait to lose your virginity with somebody that you feel like you're going to be with for the entire rest of your life. But I do, I am a defender of and think it's a good idea to lose your virginity to someone that you uh, sincerely care about who cares about you. Maybe that's something you almost don't want to thrust on somebody that first time. <laughs> that might color the rest of the relationship. But I mean, you know, you want to you want to have a real relationship with somebody that is the first person that you're sleeping with. It's someone that you that you, you know. Sure. A fr- right, a friendly prostitute. I, <laughs> oh God! There was this guy. There was this guy on our on my hallway, uh, my uh, freshman year of college. I can't think of what his name was. I shouldn't use it, even if I could think of what it was. And one just day, call him the RA. We didn't. We didn't know him that well. Um, we didn't know him that well, and he was. He was sort of. A, I mean, sort of like. A, he's not a super social guy. Like not like a horribly unsocial guy, but not the kind of guy you would necessarily choose to be pals with. Sure. And uh, he instead just... of being super social, he collected super soakers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did. Um, and he would sort of he would sort of stick himself into our conversation sometimes. And one time he sort of stuck himself into our conversation by just mentioning, plain as day, that oh, I lost my virginity when my dad took me to see a whore in Tijuana. Oh, it was wow. like, whoa, that's a load of bricks to drop on sure. us. Sure. Now what do we talk about? That? Or do we just leave? Where do you like, go from syphilis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was intense. It was crazy. He just said that. And he seemed to, like, he, it was horrifying because it was, he didn't not think it was a big deal at all. But he didn't really think it was a huge deal. Were you talking was... about losing your virginities? Uh, I mean, it's that's weird. That's a pretty it's, important question. It's weird either way. It's kind of no. like my hot dog thing. It's like, does it matter that kids do it? But I feel I... like most people's conversation on that subject is going to be a little weird. It's yeah. not like we were all talking about, this is how I lost yeah. my virginity. This is how I lost my virginity. And then it sure. he, came to him. He forced yeah. it in there. You yeah. guys are playing a game of math. He, he stepped into a circle of people talking in the hallway and dropped that bomb. You know, I never, I never slept with a whore. I've never slept with a whore. <laughs> Listen, I never wanted this guy to talk about. No, I don't know. I was implying that I was the whore. Uh, that didn't go great. Um, <laughs> um, I never. Yeah, I'm always baffled by when someone brings up the heavy conversation casually. Uh, what about when they call into a podcast with a question about it? 
No, no, that's fine. Okay. Gives yeah. us something to talk about. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, we got time to fill. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Let's talk about your giant what dick. What are we going to talk about? Personal computers? <laughs> sure. Oh, sorry, Brian. Macs are also PCs. Oh, good point. I just... No, no, no that's, a, that's a fine distinction. Apple, point to Apple bring up. in some ways, was the original personal computer. Sure. So you will, you will, you will, you have, you cover Mac related yeah, issues. Yeah, I will on defend that with my life. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's get back to this girl for just a second. <laughs> sure. I, this was this was a sincere question. And you know, my, my my sincere answer to you is: there's no right way to do it and no wrong way to do it. Um, you, you should you should do what seems appropriate at the time, and don't. Feel Tijuana Horn might be a wrong way to do it. <laughs> it's probably a wrong. Way no, to yeah, do it. no, there's that's exactly, Yeah, this is exactly one wrong way to do it, especially a male Tijuana <laughs> whore, which I I think this woman would be going after. Yeah, the male whore is probably not a good plan. Does that? I mean, you guys sure. have different as bad as the female whores are in Tijuana. The male whores are much worse. You guys have a different perspective on this uh, than I do. You guys have you guys have fucked dozens of women each. I mean, forty. 50 each yeah. hundreds of women you guys are we usually high five if we're in the same room <laughs> you guys are, are it's called the Eiffel Tower you guys are known as the uh, Wilt Chamberlains of sure. podcasting sure um, I'm kind of the well, Wilt Brian... Chamberlain of Gene Simmons oh, I was gonna say Brian's uh, Gene Simmons because he's a Jew and yeah. I'm the Wilt Chamberlain because I'm black um, yeah no you know I I, I waited uh, I waited till this gal's age to have my uh, to have my first how, how old uh, was she again go around nineteen, 19. Uh, yeah and I uh, and first go around in the sack sure yeah, yeah. Uh, did you do it in a ballot box by by <laughs> roll of the hay um, yeah and uh, and though I I uh, you know I'm not. I'm not with that first girlfriend anymore, and uh, but yeah, I, I I think it was a I feel like it was a good decision, and uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, yeah, but no, I, I I feel like I agree with Jesse's Jesse's point that um, yeah, it doesn't you don't have to have a promise ring or something. The promise ring should be playing in the background, right? Um, sure. You should be listening. You should be listening to the, to promise, the ring. promise ring. A perfect circle is also a very good choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, any any you any be, Maynard side should, project is acceptable. You should be watching the movie Ringu. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Japanese yeah. The Japanese. Film. Sure, the, the Ringu. Ring. Sure. If uh, one of you is trapped in a TV, yeah, that really sort of gets. What do you think, Heater? I don't know. I'm going to say something probably slightly controversial. I feel okay. like it might be different for ladies so you're saying and three dudes. Way. You're saying yeah. three-way. Just jam as many people as you can into a phone booth like yeah. they did in the 1920s. You don't know who On you... top of a flagpole. I don't think that's what they were doing. So you're saying, so you're saying it might be different for ladies than dudes. Why? Because they're not as good at reading maps or... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to think of a lady yeah. stereotype that was uh, that was an offensive stereotype, sure. but not too offensive. I didn't want people to think I was really saying it. I'm just saying all the time it takes them to t- to pick out their pre-sex shoes. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but you think uh, sometimes a lady might have a little want to put a little extra heart into it. I don't think that's I don't think that's an unreasonable. Thing I, to I say. clearly judging from the phone call, she's been thinking and. and- of course, you should. You know, males and females should put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, but I think I think you ultimately want to look to your feelings rather than your thoughts. You can think about what's right and what's wrong and make a big complicated plan, and that's really only going to complicate things and make it more and more difficult for you to deal with what's what. If if it feels like the right thing to do in a certain context, then do it. And and I think we can all agree that 
Uh, one great time to do it is uh, when you're in a relationship with somebody that you care about. And the two of you are married under sure, the eyes of the absolutely. Lord. Oh, I thought you meant me and Jordan. You were kind of pointing to us when let's, you said that. Okay, let's get That's rid of not recognized sin- in the state of California. Let's get rid of the sincerity. Yeah, but I, a Jew can't marry a black guy <laughs> in California. Uh, we were of the same religion and race. In California, you're actually required to marry a Tijuana whore, at least the first time. <laughs> sure, or a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, we it says here we have. But a if you want, of, if you want her to pick up the dead rabbits that are lying all over your yard, <laughs> we have here a moment of shame that happened earlier. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm calling in with a moment of shame. Uh, first of all, um, I have this thing for for Jewish men. I'm, I'm very attracted to them, and I'm not Jewish myself. Fact, Go on. I'm a Christian. My dad is a pastor, and mm. Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. Jew. But last night on a whim, <laughs> I signed up for JDate.com, which is a. Uh, I've got a JDate story. I pretended to be a Jew, well. and I put on my profile that I am completely kosher, and that I attend synagogue every Shabbat. <laughs> so Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a good one. Do you have to certify I, your Judaism? No, in order I. To from join what J-Date? I was actually talking to someone who was a J Date member, you can just be a fan of Jews yep. on J Date. I think yes. our pal Claude Brodesser Ackner, back when he was Claude Brodesser, when he met Taffy Ackner, maybe it was on J Date. Sure. Later, he went on to have his dick skin cut off. <laughs> the, 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 uh, and now he writes for the Wall Street Journal. So that answers your question. Is he writing for the Wall Street Journal? I think he he's does. working at the New York Magazine Vulture blog. Mm. I think he's an editor. He's the West Coast editor. I could be. Of the I mean, you would blog. know better what's going yeah, on. Yeah, which one I of those is the Wall Street newspaper? Claude. I talk with our man CBA from time to time. Wow. From time to time, I check in with Claude Brodesser actor. In fact, Doesn't you know call what? me. I uh, I talked to Claude about appearing on our mar- uh, on our marathon show, mm. and uh, he did convert to observant Judaism when. He married his wife, uh, Taffy, and uh, he couldn't come on our show uh, because he was observing the Sabbath. Hmm. I will say, yeah, I, I will say, just just come clean about it. There's a sliding scale of Judaism on J-Date. You yeah. can be a non, you can be a fan of the, the, the chosen people. Sure. Just a Jew fan. Have yeah. you, you've, you've, have you, this is a service you've used, Brian, the J-Date? I've, I've, I've experimented with J-Date. Have you dated a J? I, <laughs> I have dated a J, but not through the J-Date. Uh, I've gotten an HJ <laughs> from, <a> J. from <laughs> on my BJ. Ooh, a black Jew, <laughs> like a Somali Jew. This is like a mammal egg. <laughs> I'm just saying stuff from earlier. We'll be back in I just said. a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian J. Date Heater. <laughs> Brian, that was pretty. I mean, that was a good. It wasn't big dick. I know you wanted me to keep doing the big dick, but that was pretty it good. It implies that you have a big sure. dick. You know, sure. Or at least a cleanly cut Jews dick. Having big sure. It's a well it's it's certainly a well groomed penis. Actually, you know, the, the Ku Klux Klan was actually organized around a perceived threat <laughs> that uh, Jewish men would rape their wives. Uh, sure. That's why they burned giant barbed. Dicks. <laughs> Big wooden dicks. This was that Jeez Jewish ladies. men were half cat? <laughs> Why are they barbed? <laughs> so they Those don't... Jewish man cats. 
Jordan, they did not think that they were half cat. They thought they were half rosebush. Oh, just stop throwing boots at my people. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Brian, it's been a joy to have you here. Thanks, guys. Uh, so it's the PC Magazine After Hours podcast, which yep. people can uh, find in their iTunes, certainly, by searching for PC Magazine Absolutely. After Hours. Got a few more podcast projects coming out that I can't really talk about. Oh, I'm excited to hear about yep. them. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about We'll talk about them. You'll hear about them on, say, maybe on your Twitter. Yep. At B Heater. Yes, sir. That's Heater, just like... Uh, my last name. <laughs> last name. <laughs> B, just like my first name. Uh, it's a great great place to keep up on all things Brian Heater. Of I would course, say it's the number one internet resource for Brian Heater News. You're the man behind the popular uh, comic uh, blog, The Daily Crosshatch. That's me. A very popular blog. I know that w- if I do a comics interview sure. and you send, you put a link to it, I get a good, good, good chunk of traffic from that. Uh, yeah, I I, the, the, I feel like there's a lot of crossover. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, maximum fun max fun fans in the comic world. I see a Jamie Tanner book on your shelf. Oh, absolutely! He's a big fan designer yeah. T-shirt that's available uh, at uh, maxfunstore.com. I believe did did uh, Box Brown do one for you too? Uh, I don't know who that is. Okay, he's on Twitter. <laughs> Follow him. <laughs> I probably should. He Box probably Brown. did. Yeah, and I just don't know his name offhand. Um, by the way, can I make mention of MaxFunStore.com? Absolutely. Uh, we got some sweet stuff mm, Why there. wouldn't you? Didn't uh, ask me. Uh, what? I'm just saying. You don't want me it's to? Just, uh, no, I, I, I just would have... Nice you know, to be preferred. asked. Yeah, sure. That's all. No, it's well, fine. No, no, just, no, it's fine. I don't see what your problem is. You're the no, guest here. Okay. I'm making the calls. Right. I'm checking in with my co I just thought it would be polite. Look... Jordan just his pay grade just no. got upped. I gotta check in with him. What, are, have, you, what are you making? I have for being more here, responsibility. Asshole? I'll give you a hint: two slices of pizza without the cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, and conversation with com. your delightful wife. We got some cool. We got some cool uh, t-shirts on there. We got some cool hoodies on there. Uh, I just added. I just put something up there. It's an awesome. Uh, uh, it's an awesome uh, print from Max FunCon uh, for folks who loved Max FunCon. Ooh. We got all kinds of cool stuff up sure. there. And hey, guess what? This guy named Eugene just sent us a fucking rap song that he made about Jordan Jesse Go and the Sound of Young America and shit like that. Wow. Isn't that something? A real rap song. He sends me an email. Hey, is it okay if I use the beat from the intro of the Sound of Young America that Dan Wally made? I said, well, you got to check with Dan Wally. Dan Wally says, go for it. You know, we don't know what he's going to do with it. He makes a nice rap song about all the stuff that we're doing here at the Sound of Young America, Jordan Jesse Go. You're a fan of the rap music. I love rap music. This guy's a this guy's an absolutely a competent rapper. Not embarrassing at all. I expected. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you guys. If a guy from our audience says he's going to make you a rap song, you expect it's going to be pretty horrible. Sure, a, a second-rate snow. Yeah, this this guy's uh, absolutely competent. Enjoyable rap song. Sure. I, I've never had a rap song made about me. It's really exciting. Anyway, let's let that take us out this week, huh? Our theme music, "Love You" by the Free Design, uh, available on. Kites are fun. The best of the free design on Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. Uh, it's a great CD. And uh, here's, a, here's a song from Adam Warrock. Uh, you can find him online at adamwarrock.com. Uh, it's called The Sound. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. One, two. I hear the sound, the sound, I hear the sound. Yeah. I hear the sound, the sound, it's all around. 
maximum That's the level of fun we have in sun Cause I'm a young American And if you're awesome, like what? Then you're doing your part And we salute you, America's radio sweetheart This is the sound of a generation Ad Astra, ever skyward That's the way we're creating When you take the things that's awesome in life Ignore the negatives As Jordan and Jesse go with comedy representatives Cults of personality, new journalism, boom Actors and writers all in Jesse's living room Cause I know that most rap MCs arrive late But I'm right on time to put this music on your plate So check every podcast that Max Fun is handling Might explode though in your ears like Kurt Anderson Studio 360, come on now, who's with me? Cause I'm prime time like Big Gene O'Neill, you know the deal Some might say rap is dead, I say some's left in the tank Only two words to describe my style It's Big Dang I drink up all the maple syrup on Dave and Graham's shelf And to Max Fun, never stop podcasting yourself Maximum, that's the level of fun we have in sun Cause I'm a young American And if you're awesome like this Then you're doing your part And we salute you, America's radio sweetheart Boy detective, come and sing us a song Cause it's so right, though sometimes Jordan is so wrong It's all good, check the combo in your meta-filter thread The sound of young America still playing in your head Cause this here rap song, it's my momentous occasion Cause I quit my day job, now I'm rapping to make the bacon I hope to spend some time on the Max Fun forums And I hope to see some Max Funsters out when I'm touring Cause it sucks to feel like lonely sandwiches is all you have It's why I love Duke Rayburn and resilient rapping Put them on in a song and rock the bow tie complete Though I rock the hip-hop, no flip Flops on my feet Cause I'm dressing like a grown-up But still a child inside And it's great to hear Jesse Just having a good time Damn right Making me smile When I'm out in the street Cause I'm hot tubbing Or something It's like Yeah, did I mean? Maximum That's the level of fun We have in sun Cause I'm a young American And if you're awesome Then you're doing your part And we salute you America's radio sweetheart I hear the sound The sound I hear the sound Yeah I hear the sound, the sound, it's all around. Yeah. Big ups to Dan Wally for the beat. <laughs>